Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well there, welcome back to another week here on Earth, or whatever it's called. I am Lil Mama's Nerve at the 2009 VMAs. And I am Tashara Jones. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Yes, thank you for coming back, because we are some head buses. We are head buses. We'll knock a hater out. We some head buses. <laughs> Um, I actually planned on introducing myself as Little Mama's Nerve at the 2009 VMAs last week, uh-huh. but I want to let you know, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, but I want to want to let you know that I was like, you know what? She talked about how hard of a time she had after, you know, humiliating nope. herself, how she was just spiritually broken. Nope. And I was like, you know what? Let me just leave this young <laughs> black girl alone. And not bring up some old shit once again. And I called myself whoever the fuck. But you know what? Like Frankie's daughter once said, I changed my mind. (laughs) Here we are. But we'll get to that. I'm sure we will. Anyways, let's get our ball rolling here with some black excellence. First of all, I cannot believe that I've waited until just now. To highlight a star, and a black excellent star at that, one mm-hmm. T.S. Madison. Oh my God. Who is the first black trans woman to star in and EP her own reality series, The T.S. Madison Experience, which has been on WeTV for a few weeks now. And I feel like we congratulated her for the show. Oh, definitely. I don't know yeah, if I it... ever made her black excellence. Mm-hmm. Might have made her black excellence twice. I don't know. I know we talk about Madison not infrequently on this show. We definitely said something <laughs> when it was first coming out. We've both been on Madison's show, which is <laughs> an experience so for your ass. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm happy for her. The show is fun and cute and it's giving a lot of people um, access that they did not have before. So I hope she's not getting too much bullshit from dumbasses on the Internet. But yes. Love Madison so much. I mean, if anyone is built for that type of shit, it's, it's Maddie. That's true. So. If there's any one person. <laughs> she ain't worried about too at much of that. all, uh-huh. nigga. <laughs> the things Madison said to me when we was just sitting at the table getting our makeup done, I was like, oh, this is a bad bitch. <laughs> you can't yeah. kill her. 
she's <laughs> just so great and deserves all of the things. She is. So congratulations again, Miss Black Excellent, Doll Diva. This is just the beginning. And you look so good. And I love your mama on the show. And it's so great. And I'm so proud of you. And shout out to Miami. Also, this week, I'm giving Black Excellence to an 11-year-old boy named Dominic Darby. He won a coding competition. There's a competition called XPRIZE Connect Code Games. (gasps) This is an 11-year-old student from St. Catherine, Jamaica, which is the parish that both of my parents are from. Yay for the sticks! (laughs) Yay! So he was apparently one of 17 winners out of 3,000 people that joined this competition. Um, apparently 70 other participants were from Jamaica. But this 11-year-old won best in class. He got a $1,000 cash prize in the junior division, all for developing and coding his own video game called How to Fall, where it says on blackbusiness.com, the game character moves through multiple levels while getting away from different obstacles. Sounds like a platformer to me. Um, his mother, whose name's Shellyanne, because of course, of course this Jamaican it is. woman's name is. <laughs> period. Catch up. Um, <laughs> um, but she said that Dominic was doing a, a summer program at University of the West Indies, or UE, as my family calls it. Um, and he self-taught himself by reading books, loving books, watching YouTube tutorials about coding. And, you know, now he's set to probably develop one of my favorite games in the future if I make it that And he's 11? Girl, what? 11 years old. Wow. He also enjoys playing Minecraft and Roblox. (laughs) Of course he does because he's 11. (laughs) Because he's still 11, girl. And it warmed my heart. (laughs) As well as chess and tennis. He plans to study computer science and work in the same field someday. So congratulations, little Jamaican king. For being, you know, smart and having fun and making games. Could have been me. <laughs> if I applied myself. I wasn't a lazy fucking maniac. What? You were 11. Stop this. <laughs> but yes, um, good for this little boy. Roblox really has a hold on the children. That shit is something else. Oh, and it won't let go. It will I- not. Every time <laughs> Noah comes, Noah comes over to my house and be like, so can I have some Roblox? Like last time she literally yeah. was like, just stay right there. Just keep your face real still for a second. And then tried to hit the double click button so that she could pay for Roblox with my face ID. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not low, nigga. Like, <laughs> I love a hustler spirit. You know, she, <laughs> I said, dog. yo, your little ass is Brooklyn through and through. Goddamn. So what you need 800 so fucking Roblox for so she can buy some hoop earrings things. and shit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So she customized her black girls. She wanted to buy an outfit. I'm like, okay. That is, that's how they get you too. Yeah. You think, you think like for someone on the outside of gaming looking in, you would think that you spend all of these coins on like things that make the game easier no. or give you an advantage. Mm, nope. And really you're <laughs> buying like platform sneakers and sunglasses and a new wig for your Listen. character on Fall Guys. <laughs> and once she had her Roblox, she was like, oh, this ain't a premium option. I'm not getting that. That's broke shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> you... Oh, okay, girl. All right. 
she the kids kills are all me. right. She kills me. <laughs> hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so this week in Hot Tops, Bottoms of the Southern Wild, a dating website coming to you by me soon in the fall. Can not wait for this instant bestseller. Um, so last week we talked about Kirk Plies Franklin and how he had a very upsetting phone call with his son that went public, his son Carrion, who posted a clip of his father calling him all kinds of poe and skinny and threatening to break his neck and all of these other kinds yeah bitch ass all that (laughs) yeah all of that um you know we talked about you know anyone but ianla kirk anyone (laughs) we did and don't get it fucked i live for Ms. Von Zahn. Do you understand me? I like, do, sadly. I <laughs> love her so much. She gave me a hug at Essence that one time, and it made Essence all worth it. <laughs> like, I love Ianla. Mm-hmm. Would I personally go there to deal with real-life issues of mine? Probably not. But I'm waiting for, like, the dating spinoff 
or something that she does to audition first. <laughs> I mean, it's just that Iyanla is not a licensed mental health counselor. That's just it's but, really what that is for me. Like, but she's not. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but this is fun dressed up as therapy, and therapy it is not. <laughs> Mm. it's a bunch of skits and Yana telling niggas to spit into holes and making them hold baby dolls and shit so it's just but she is I mean you cannot deny the entertainment she had that little girl Chris Brown's ex with Karuchi had Karuchi all mashed up in her titties that one time and she literally asked she cradled that girl in her bosom (laughs) high publicized breakup have you ever been cradled by big bosoms or whatever it was that she said yep and you basically said, mm-hmm. do you need a mammy to I mean, which was kind thing. of what it's was It's literally the, the same question. thing. Yeah. It was, do you need a meemaw um, right now? And the answer was yes. Karuchi needed a meemaw right then. So Iyanla did that for her. I bet you that was such a powerful hug. It probably like, was. No I mean, she shade. was tearing like, up at everything. <laughs> no sh- That hug probably like really gave her peace. She was like, I'm going to go on this Claus audition. I'm going to do it. <laughs> because like, j- jokes aside, the embrace of a black woman that sincerely gives a fuck can turn your day it around. It can actually like, change the trajectory of really your life. It really can. It, the right hug from the right Oh, person. the power. The power of our queen. Yeah. It's just not therapy. Yeah, it just isn't. <laughs> it's just not that. <laughs> so, you know, consider that. Um... <laughs> so Kirk and his wife did and they went on Tamron Hall's show instead that's right a journalist um, <laughs> where they decided. they spoke again about how the family has been dealing with you know rocky relationships with Carry On for a long time they've gone to therapy and back and tried all of the different methods and it sounds like Carry On might actually have some stuff mentally and emotionally that is like tricky for him but they kept coming back to the fact like he's 32 like he's a grown man now so the Mm -hmm. aggression from him is different than when he was a kid because like now he's grown one would assume that he's probably taking care of a lot of his own needs maybe but regardless now that he's in his 30s i guess he feels more comfortable speaking a bit spicy is what they were trying to oh well (laughs) relatable for me personally you know i mean well hello and so (laughs) relatable you know they went into talking about all of that and shit and again it was just like I don't know who needed this. Like, I know that the purpose of this interview, much like the video confessional that Kirk posted before, was a way to, like, get his gospel-purchasing fan base to understand why he was cussing up the storm like that. But it was like, Kirkland... The dolls were never moved at all by behind you cursing this nigga out. Most of them were like, I too have said hurtful, crushing, and toxic things to my children <laughs> when I was upset. So no biggie. <laughs> right. I really feel like most of them are, this is not, you know, had Kirk Franklin been caught doing something gay with a consenting grown man, it would have been well, more scandalous than this. Way more. I mean, career done. So, Stop or, or even cheating with another woman, like any sort of cheating mm-hmm. would have been viewed 
with more uh more spice than this here. So <laughs> I don't I didn't see this Tamron Hall segment. I knew that they had announced it, but I didn't know it had already aired. So I can't speak for it myself but i'm also right like kirk franklin and his wife his wife is not this boy's mama so that's one thing but also this boy's mama could very well be saying the same thing that these two are so she is according to them anyway because they said that she's a great woman they will all work together uh, his new wife included, and this is something they've been dealing with for a long time his wife did say though um, she wasn't on that call as people assumed that she was, and that at some point afterwards, apologies were exchanged. They got a mediator back, you know, in line or whatever online, and that they like had at least agreed to get back <coughs> into, you know, therapy or counseling or whatever after this. So she, I felt like, provided more like helpful information mm. than anyone else because she was like. At least, you know, according to her, they were able to apologize to one another afterwards Mm -hmm. and try to, like, pick things back up. Do with that what you will. I mean... But Mama was definitely there as her Christian husband's wife. Right. A Christian herself and was like, yes, I'm the first lady of Imagine Me. Period. (laughs) And what you're gonna... (laughs) And what you're gonna understand is don't come... For my man or for our family. Yeah, it's very interesting that the person who has the least to do with the story is the one providing all this forgiveness Hmm. context. It's like... Yeah. Look at that. Because if everything's so great and everyone's agreed to go back to counseling, how come the three of y'all aren't on the show right now? Tamron said they reached out to to carry on and heard no response. Exactly. Back exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we don't need to act mm-hmm. like everybody's all good now because clearly everybody is not. And this is more of a an image thing or a branding yeah. thing for Kirk and his wife than it is about <laughs> actually addressing the truth and honestly that's also fine but like girl don't try to play me about it like yeah i don't care (laughs) right same thing when kirk put up that video apologizing to us like sweetie right i'm not the bitch ass nigga like yeah you didn't you didn't call me broken or whatever to take that over and and again interesting that the person who was not on the call and didn't say these words nor was the recipient of these (laughs) words is the one making sure we know that everybody's all copacetic now like oh okay so that lets me know it definitely is not but okay (laughs) good luck and god yeah i will tell you (laughs) who did um move me randomly tonight as i was getting topics together i came across this video of marla thomas Monice, Monice Slaughter's mom, she posted, like, I guess her son also deals with mental health issues and he had, like, a, a psychosis episode or something recently and the police were called. Oh, no. And, you know, luckily it didn't end in tragedy as most, right. you know, and many uh, stories where police are called on black folk do, especially if that black person is dealing with, you know, a mental health episode. Right. Um, But she just did like a, an Instagram thing, like 20 some odd minutes long where she was just talking about uh, the struggle of dealing with not one, but two of her children that deal with mental health issues and how much of a fight it is. Right. And 
like she was crying i'm crying watching it and i could just like see the fight in this woman and the love in her heart and she was just like i don't care how long it takes if it takes my dying breath i'm never going to give up on my kids and it's just like the fact of the matter is getting them the help they need is hard enough Mm -hmm. but also for many of them, incredibly unaffordable. Right. Like, unless you're, like, wealthy, wealthy, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't afford to give, you know, their loved ones the help they need when it comes to these sorts of issues and shit like that. Right. And then on top of that, being Black, we don't discuss it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Kirk Franklin and them and probably whoever represents them were sh- shook up in their boots, not only because this nigga was cussing and it went public, but because something very sensitive in his family has gone public. And I'm sure they don't want nobody to know that because there's tons mm-hmm. of that shit in the church and don't nobody ever want to just talk about it. And it's not yeah. something that's going to go away because it's not the parents' fault. It's not the kids' fault. It's just the way that shit pans out for people sometimes, and it's difficult. But that lady's testimony, bitch, when I tell you I was weep, like, I was all in my feelings. That sounds really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it must be rough. It really must be rough supporting adult children who have mental health issues because then your control is even more limited. It's so limited, yeah. And you do still have to take care of yourself and any other dependents under your own care. So, damn, I didn't see, I don't think I've ever heard anything from Monice's mother or ever even really seen her mother before. I think she had, I think she was on like an episode or two of Love and Hip Hop. Um, I don't really remember too much about the relationship that Monice and her mom have, if it's good or bad or whatever it is. I know that Monice had spoken before about her brother's issues, um, but I guess whatever happened recently, the police call- were called out there. It ended Lord. with him talking to them, basically. Yeah, it was a lot, but it was just like, I wanted to hug her so bad yeah. because I I felt genuine, at least to me. Whereas this thing, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not minimizing any of the issues that are going on in, you know, with Kirk Franklin and his family. But the Tamron Hall thing just felt more like damage control yeah. than actual, like, I want to talk about the issue that is that I'm facing with my son and how it's affecting our family. Gotcha. He would have preferred us never having heard about this at all. Whereas Marla was like, no, I want you to know that this happened. I want you to see that it happened. And I want mm-hmm. us to stop acting like it doesn't because it's killing us. Right. So, Huh. Two very different approaches. And um, really, mm-hmm. my heart goes out to everybody because it's just Same. not easy any way you slice it. So best of luck. Speaking of plies, we mentioned that he took <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> he removed his gold uh, teeth not too long ago. And celebrated it by smiling in every goddamn picture he's taken <laughs> since. Not mad plies again. Congratulations. Guess who's followed suit? 121 Savage, British bad boy. Um, I forgot he was British. Yeah. So he also has removed the gold grill, recently spotted, sporting a brand new <laughs> smile on his IG. Yeah. Oh, so that's man. fresh and new. There's still no word on when he plans or if he plans on removing the master sword from the middle of his goddamn face. Probably not. But the, probably never. <laughs> but 
you know, he's smiling brand new and good for him. And, you know, Amber Rose also taught him to eat vegetables and drink water. So I imagine like. This perhaps had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I forgot that he and Amber Rose used to be together. Do they have a baby or share that baby with somebody else? You know, she had that baby with somebody else. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. picture... I've never seen this nigga look this uh, easy, breezy, and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is laid Cover. back in this damn <laughs> patio chair <laughs> with a, a half-smile just tossed across his face and hair blowing in the wind. He just looks... He, he does look at peace. He looks joyful. <laughs> Yeah, he looks happy with his decision. <laughs> he does. <And> I'm sure. <laughs> in the short set. <laughs> I'm sure his parents or guardian is also happy with the decision. Remember, Ply said that his mama was like, I got my son back. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? As long as that nigga that had gold teeth and she felt like she was looking at whoever the fuck else. shot John. <laughs> Damn. Well, okay, twenty one. I mean, good for good for you. If that is what you felt was good for you and your dental hygiene, then I am proud and happy for you. I just want for you to take this fucking Lannister family dagger. It's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so funny. That shit will never not be funny. It's never not going to be funny. <laughs> ever. Like I will laugh at Shady Pines at that one. It's a knife. um. Speaking of shady pines, did we talk about? You know what? This is way off topic. Never mind. Continue. Please. What? No, I was gonna. I can't remember if we talked about, but we had to because I know we talked about how terrible Utica did. But Elliot with two T's oh. and that uh and that Golden Girls. <laughs> did we talk? We had to. No, never mind. It's coming back we to me now. Did. We did. We no, did. but no, actually, no, thank you face. for bringing no, it no, back no. up. <laughs> No, no, no. Thanks for bringing it back up. Because now that you mention it, you just reminded me of something that I wanted to go ahead and point out, which is that none of y'all bitches, not one of y'all, when it came to critiquing her performance, mentioned the fact that she said she was Rue McClanahan, yep. but was playing Blanche Devereaux. Rue McClanahan was not a Southern Belle. She didn't even have a Southern accent naturally. She was a fucking actor. And everybody that was judging her was acting like Rue McClanahan was Blanche. Why did nobody ever point out that girl, you could have just said you were Blanche Devereaux, gun. But you shouldn't have and you couldn't have because you were terrible. It was so bad. It was, I mean, imagine that the critiques were so awful that you impersonated the wrong person, didn't even make it into the cut for like the actual episode airing. Like you didn't even, you said you were Rue McClanahan and then you did not actually give us Rue McClanahan. And that would have been damn near impossible because people mainly know her as Blanche Devereaux. So it really, right. precision is really important here, but you know, never mind. I'm sorry that I brought it up because now look at but you. <laughs> you there are plenty of people that also watched Maude and also saw yes. many other things that Rue McClanahan True. was in. True. But so, those but, are all but roles. Like, we don't know Rue McClanahan as a person. I mean, that's the thing. So say Blanche. <laughs> exactly. Like it would have been one, it would have been like if you said you were Betty White, but all of your jokes were Rose Nyland. Betty White wasn't a like and has a dim-witted so blonde. many things, right? Like that's not so you, that's not who that lady really is. You know that, right? <laughs> I really expected someone to be like, so also Rue McClanahan actor. That wasn't that. 
and no one did it. So yeah. that also irked the fuck out of me. Thank you for reminding me, hair flip. Moving along. All right. Jamie Foxx will be playing um, boxing legend Mike Tyson in a limited series that is apparently being shopped around to various networks and streaming outlets at the at the moment. Yes, and he's this has been something that's been in the works for a long time. He has been attached to this uh, Tyson role since like the mid 2010s, 2014, Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know whatever the you know, it was like in developmental hell or whatever, I guess, for a while. But now it seems like, you know, it's a go. <laughs> Excuse me. Antoine Fuqua's directing. Martin Scorsese's an executive producer. Oh, okay. And Jamie Foxx is starring as the one and only Mike Tyson himself. So this ought to be interesting. It really should. I'm <laughs> mostly interested in who's going to be playing Robin Givens. How much of the truth are we going to tell there? Yeah. And also, who's playing Evander Holyfield's ear? I'm willing to do Leave it. Leave it alone. <laughs> Not the ear, nigga. Because <laughs> I, I kind of want there to be like a slow motion close-up of the piece of ear falling to the mat. And I'm willing to play the piece, the ear piece. I think we're just going to get the, I think we're going to get the splat. I don't think we're going to mm-hmm. get the slow-mo, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, part of me is like, I don't really see Jamie Foxx as Mike Tyson. Like, that is kind of a stretch for me. But, really? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why? It is. Um, is. I'm thinking more of like, in like a build kind of way. I just oh, imagine... Oh, he posted a picture of him, him on, like on set or whatever in his body at some point. I think last year or so so he definitely like got up to the build oh okay he kind of also he kind of looks like mike tyson really yeah because i'm looking at pictures of them side by side okay okay he looks a little bit yeah that would help that would help like i was having trouble uh visualizing it but yeah if he managed to like i don't know if he was on roids or whatever but whatever he did to to uh get a tyson-esque Eat, shape or or that whatever it took um but yeah that aside jamie fox is actually a very talented actor and um yes. better at impressions and accents than most american actors so i think this will be uh pretty interesting to watch i'm gonna say i'm looking forward to it yeah you're right on the number with me because that's the next i was like I have little doubt that Jamie Foxx will kill this role because he can act. But I really want to hear his Mike Tyson accent. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I want to see him do the mannerisms. Yeah. For him to speak and move like Mike Tyson because you know he's going to give it everything. Yeah. So I'm actually interested in seeing this a lot. But I know Mike Tyson himself is very involved in the production of it. Mm. So I'm also curious to like how much of the facts right. are we going to get here? Is Robin Givens going to be in the, it? <laughs> right. Are we going to do the Dr. Dre thing where we're just going to act like, you know, you were an angel all the time. We and, might. Like, never violent. Um, But I guess we'll see. But I don't you know. Because it seems like that episode that Mike Tyson did of his show where he had Boosie on, I'm like, Mike Tyson done been to therapy. So yeah, <laughs> he might be really, really like ready to tell the truth. <laughs> he really might. So 
Bruh, has, has that therapist write, written a book? Because I'd read it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure if if legally they could, they would. But yeah, I mean, he read Boosie like the alchemist. Nigga, and like, open fucking letters. Started at the top and was like, first of all, I already know that you the type of nigga to try other niggas, but you're not going to try me because I'm that nigga and you know that. Like, and you already know he that. immediately put him in his place <laughs> and then told him about himself. He was like, you so mad at the gays. And I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out. Makes me it... feel like there's something, you know, that you, you're hiding about your Because sexuality. otherwise it don't make no sense for you to be pressed about them people. Like, Mike Tyson about said all, this. It blew my mind. You have to watch On that. camera. And Boosie sat there and fucking and accepted took it, it. nigga. Took it. Started, like, sniffling and shit. Sat there and took that shit. It was exactly what most black men would have needed to hear in order to maybe take a second look at themselves in like a real and critical way. Cause a lot of y'all don't and listen to nobody, but other black men. That's the thing. And like the gag is they never expect niggas like this, that they respect to call them out. Never, on that kind of shit. never ever. And it's niggas like that, that need to, cause it's always us. It can't always be black women and fags that are like, Hey, <laughs> Let's be, you know, civil and respectful. And, yeah. you know, maybe if we as black people walked hand in hand a bit more, it'd be easiest for uh, easier for us to get where we're trying Perhaps. to go. Because there's enough of a fight for us to do it in this corner and that corner and that one and the next, no pun intended. Right. So, like, but, you know, I don't think they ever expected to walk into a situation with a nigga like Mike Tyson that they respect simply off of the strength of being able to Mike beat anybody's Tyson, ass. Right. To be like, oh yeah, you're you're seeming real homophobic, and it doesn't make sense to they me. They played his video game as kids. Like this, this nigga is is somebody <laughs> that they have worshipped. Like, of course they don't expect to be told about them. So they thought they was gonna go in there, smoke weed, drink Hennessy, <laughs> and talk shit about uh, drugs and guns and gays and women. I'm sure that like. He expected to just go in there and have a good old nigger ass time. And that is not what he got. So Mike Tyson really might be at the point where he wants to tell his real true story. And and if so, that makes the movie that much better. And I'm excited to see it. Yes, because I'm all for, you know, the highs that we love and want to see from, you know, his career in mm -hmm. life. But I'm also I I would not be against him being like accountable and showing the, yeah. sh the mistakes that he's made and then you know in the press yes. being you know let me talk about that a bit more if we can get that great teach but, these devils please do it please yeah i wouldn't be too surprised if we don't because you never know um so bow wow got nope. you know le <laughs> legitimate uh, clout to repost this past week <laughs> when he received uh, love and, and props from one Aubrey Drake Graham who I think was just sitting at numbers one, two, and three for the Billboard Hot 100. The three songs, I believe, being every song on his Scary Hours 2 thing. That I don't even know if that's an EP. Because it's just three songs. Drake released I, music? <laughs> where have I been? I didn't hear this. Drake does all. this thing where he, he like, like he'll be in between main albums. And then he'll be like, 
oh yeah, I have 700 songs sitting here on my hard drive. I'll just put four of them on iTunes. Oh my he God. does it all of the time. I never complain. So Gary, I'm just oh, like, too, wow, it's right here. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's three songs long. I like each of them. Well, I'm not crazy about the one the the one that's like, what is it? Is it what's the first song called? What's next? Yeah, I'm not crazy about what's next. I don't hate it, but I could live without it. But once and needs and lemon pepper freestyle are like em- embedded in my DNA now. Oh wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit more of a Drizzy fan than I think I realize sometimes, music wise. I mean, um, that could be the case. His shit is very catchy. So randomly, for whatever reason, in a a, a do rag, he <laughs> Drake posted a video where he was he tagged Shad Moss. And talked about how he had to pull up on Wizzle. He kept referring to him as Wizzle, which confused me. Right. Until I was like, oh, right, Bow Wizzle. People used to say that because Snoop Dogg was like his... Right, his little fake uncle. Industry daddy. Yeah. Um... But he, in the video, says you know, something to the effect of there would be no me without Bow Wow or for whatever he contributed. He, like, tried to give Bow Wow credit. Uh, okay. For, <laughs> which I, mean, I had the same reaction. That's generous. <laughs> I had the exact same reaction because I was like, first of all, Bow Wow was out rapping when he was, like, three. <laughs> right. I actually think Aubrey would have been just fine if there was no Bow Wow, but okay. Like, what? <laughs> But as I like like thought about it some more and read, I was like, oh, they both kind of had eras in their career where they were like the semi-safe rap guy that could maybe take your daughter to prom as long as they're back by nine. Okay. And like is on soda cans and shit like that. Yeah. You know, like the rap with more of the focus on like dating instead of like selling drugs and shooting mm-hmm. niggas square in the face. <laughs> so I guess that's what he was referring to, but just their the frame of their career separately was so different to me or mm-hmm. is so different that at first I was like, what the fuck is Drake talking about? <laughs> like, is this nigga drunk? But I guess I see it a bit now. I mean, it would kind of be like Will Smith is the predecessor in that arena then. Oh, fully. Like, it would fully. make more sense to be like, without Will Smith, <laughs> it wouldn't have been no lane for me. But I mean, even I feel like still, Drake has given Will Smith a, a, but I could be wrong. I mean, he probably has, but regardless, like, the Bow Wow shout out is weird, but I don't hate it either. It's just kind of like, what was Me this neither. for? Yeah. I mean, like, clearly he saw Did some shit that I didn't something? see at the time. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, um, I mean, unless you count growing up hip hop, I think that's back on. Okay. No, I don't, um, I don't count that. <laughs> but I am not mad at this young man getting legitimate credit for something that he actually did rather than like, pulling up photos from Getty Image and acting like he was on a jet or whatever the fuck. Like, Bow Wow's career was not insignificant. And if someone wants to give him genuine props that he deserves, I'm okay with that. Um, A lot of his decision-making individually is questionable. Oh, yeah. But 100%. Drake is not... Drake is, is someone who's also, like... He'll randomly, like, be at a party and take a selfie with someone 
from the early 2000s and and stand for them. Like he'll bump into A. Marie with two eyes now and be like, one thing was a cornerstone of my youth. And like you introduced, you know, what I mean? he always shows love. So anyway, one person who wasn't uh, entertained, I guess, by this was Soldier Boy, who tweeted, that nigga Drake is hilarious. Dude stole my whole bar, then thanked Bow Wow. He, he spelled oh, then. Christ. Oh, okay. <laughs> he spelled then T-H-E-N. Thought that was important. Y'all will remember the interview that uh, Soldier Boy did on The Breakfast Club, where How he said, Drake! <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> You know, and accused Drake of stealing his sound or using a line from one of his songs, which he did. He did. Um, mm-hmm. I'd imagine Soulja Boy was paid for that because I don't think he ever mentioned not getting paid. But whatever. Yeah, so that makes it not stolen. But I don't understand what this has to do with, with him. Like, right. <laughs> Is he still mad at Drake? what is Drake being like oh shout out to Bow Wow does he hate Bow Wow is that what it is does he feel like Drake should have acknowledged him instead I guess so I guess I mean I don't I can't say I agree because like I just said I don't really see the point in acknowledging Bow Wow so I can't say that (laughs) I can't say that there was a reason for him to acknowledge any of them kids who came up in like the early 2000s necessarily like But I just, I don't know. The whole, I feel like I enjoy a lot of Drake's music, but I'm not invested in Drake as a rapper. So I I understand that. So I don't, the whole, you know, paying homage to the niggas who paved the way for you and, you know, whatever other Nipsey Hustle ass shit they want to say, like that doesn't really mean anything to me because Drake's music is like fun to bop to, but I don't think I take him seriously as like a lyricist or an MC. So I'm just like, who cares if Drake didn't shout you out on an Instagram post, you know? Like, I don't give a shit about that. But if Drake is also the highest streaming rapper or whatever yeah, of the I day, mean, then I guess that He's means, Drake. Yeah, so I guess that means something to y'all, but like, <laughs> Drake, what? Drake makes music for you to get drunk to before you hang out with your friends or go to the club. Like, that. <laughs> how like, i feel about drake i don't turn songs, to drake when i'm dealing with anything that's like hard his songs are all literally about like whatever girl is agitating him and our girls are agitating him and i message that week all of his friends whose names we don't know until he mentions them on a song and then like things we can't afford like drake like right. like and and it's fine, oh you know, God, we're having fun, care. but there's also, <laughs> like, when I read about this story, it just reminded me that there's a language within hip-hop for, like, the people legitimately within it mm-hmm. that I think is attached to ego that just doesn't make sense to me and I don't need it to. Yeah, yeah, I really... You know, and usually when you are, like... The Drake or the Jay-Z or, you know, the Kendrick or someone who's doing fine individually, you are, you get a lot of this where someone is like, well, why didn't you shout me out or da 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 But it's like, nigga, who, because I don't think that Drake saying Bow Wow, you know, I don't think that Drake giving Bow Wow credit was, it's not like Oprah's favorite things where he instantly becomes a billionaire <laughs> because Drake mentioned him, you know what I mean? So... 
I don't know. Niggas. Yeah, exactly. I really think you can chalk this up to niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that would be if you could really leave it right there. Yeah. Um. So the FCC received around 80 complaints about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP performance at the Grammys last Sunday. Oh, man. <laughs> They say that the performance was pornographic, it was offensive, and it was obscene. They thought that they were too butt-naked and that their choreography was disgusting. Correct. (laughs) And of course, most of these complaints were from people in places like Idaho, literally. Like, it shocked me none at all that these are people who probably either have not fucked in the longest time or, if you know, if ever. (laughs) And they were just, you know... Their blood was just boiling at the the image of women owning their sexuality. Because, first of all, you should be a freak because that's what men want. But you should do it in secret. But you should also be ashamed <sighs> because God would never want you to be a freak. See? But you need to be because it, all of this dumb shit that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Furthermore, like, the complaint... Now... <laughs> It um, did not shock me at all that there were FCC complaints because, as you mentioned, they were hunching. Like, that choreography, <laughs> or the, the, at least that little end piece on the, yeah, the bed, yeah. like, they were practically scissoring. Right. So I wasn't offended by any means. <laughs> I loved it. But at the same time, I wasn't shocked that there were FCC complaints for it. Right. But I'm just tired of, like, the weird virtue-signaling performative as bullshit that these mostly white people are doing like cardi b posted a white woman who was watching the performance doing like a react oh, and Lord. literally crying with no tears of course but like crying <laughs> talking about the children girl fuck girl. your kids and you like, I don't, like i'm so tired of y'all was this not after 10 p.m or something like shouldn't your children have halo in the bed <laughs> And I also like I don't uh, a lot of these the the people who complain about Cardi and Meg, a lot of them are sexually repressed or like really religious like nut jobs. And so they're not really worth listening to about this in the first place. But when you tell me only eight, you said they only got 80 complaints. Yeah, I was shocked. That's way fewer than I thought. So that means. Hell yeah. So I'm just like 80. I don't even think I would have bothered to report that. Like, so what? Didn't Jennifer Lopez and Shakira get like 300 right. some complaints something, or something for the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, like something way And crazier. they were just on a poll. And Pierce Morgan got like 14,000. So. Yeah, well, fuck her. Right. So I, 80 is nothing. 80 nationwide? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was actually <laughs> shocked myself when I saw eighty. It's pretty good, yeah. But it's like, girl, like the thing that like blows me about this. Many of y'all complaining about this stuff know that you were given up throw in junior high, high school, and whatever, <laughs> and stuff like that. And the thing is, like, you're fine. You're fine. You're pro- you're not perfect, clearly, because you're fucking complaining about two rappers being sexy on stage at a fucking uh, award show you weren't at right. and didn't have to watch. And your fucking kids probably didn't watch or give a fuck <laughs> about either. But like, you're talking about oh the children and the children and the children. Like, did your children have food tonight? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are your children <laughs> Let's like, talk about what really matters, home? right? Have they done their homework? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Assuming that they've done all of those things. Yes. What the fuck are you fucking bitching and moaning about? And if they haven't, then you've got way bigger issues to worry about for your kids than whatever the fuck Megan and Cardi are doing on stage in Los Angeles or wherever the fuck this shit took place. You are fine, okay? I listened to Ready to Die when it came out <laughs> or like the year after or some shit like that. It was one of my favorite fucking CDs and first CDs ever. I'm fine. I was a square all throughout K through 12. Niggas was offering me guns and drugs in high school and shit. And I was like, oh, no, girl, I would actually like to go back and onto the campus and stay out of prison. Like, I skipped class and did like other bad stuff, but I had no interest when I was a kid and running these streets and doing any of the gangster shit that Biggie and Pac and the rest of the rappers I was listening to were doing. And many of y'all didn't either. So stop the fake shit. Like, nobody fucking cares. Your kids aren't... Most of your kids are smarter than (laughs) y'all. Stop! Let these grown people be grown. Oh, my God. Why is that the case? Like, and... I mean, sadly, that is very true. But yeah, I just... You can just be the parent to your child and not expect the rest of us to take up that responsibility, especially when you are constantly talking about personal responsibility and people being the only ones liable for themselves and their families. Like, especially when that is the thing that you are always talking about otherwise. Why should the rest of us have to live to according to the standards that you have set for you and your kids? That's your business. Cardi B, Belkalese herself, saw her baby come around the corner when her music was playing and immediately cut that shit off. <laughs> like, what? Mommy like, didn't hear nothing. <laughs> the person who made the same song that you're complaining about made sure that when her kid was present to be like, oh, no, this is not for her. Because so it's why not for not- babies. <laughs> you could just do that, you know? You could just do that, too. And you know that you can only do so much, you know, like you can try your best to control like the media that your kid is consuming at home, but you can't like they have the phones, they have the iPads, they have access to whatever the fuck. And when they're not at home, God knows what they're fucking watching. But what you can do, and I say this as someone who's not a parent, what you can do is raise them. (laughs) and trust that you are instilling values in them that will make it so that they can listen to fucking Cardi B or NLE Choppa or whatever and not be the Pokemon Ditto running out into the fucking streets fucking and sucking and shooting everybody. Like, fun. (laughs) So many of us have done it. (sighs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be this way. Y'all are just assholes and that is it. Um, Justin Bieber has uh, received backlash for including two Martin Luther King Jr. speeches on his latest Please shut the fuck up. Are you fucking kidding? No, shut up. Actually, shut up, my nigga. Shut up, my nigga. (laughs) No, the hell he did not. (laughs) I wish this was a joke. I have to look it up. (laughs) I wish this was a joke. Justin Bieber's latest album is called Justice. You didn't say it was interludes. It begins (laughs) with 
Oh my God. An excerpt from a Martin Luther King speech where he talks about justice, or I think it's where he says injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I think that's it. Okay. And then it's like pop music, blood, <laughs> you know, like diamonds or whatever. There's also a track on there that's literally called MLK Interlude. How long is it? It's one minute and 44 seconds of a very, like, emotional, passionate speech, again, from Martin Luther King about, you know, willingness to, like, die for causes (laughs) that we need to be. You know what I mean? Like, the real (laughs) emotional shit that this man is talking about as it relates to civil rights being black in America, et cetera, et cetera, dying for causes, which then leads into a song called Die For You, which is all about how hot some girl is and how he would die. (laughs) Yeah. Some girl. (laughs) And so, it's like, Justin, fire everybody. Everybody. From publicist, agent, you know, eyelash technician. Bitch, I want you to fire everyone. Because I think that people have allowed you to to keep up with this thinking that you have some sort of a greasy-haired R&B nigga in your sunken place. And it isn't the case. It it is not. Who the honest fuck told you (laughs) to use clips, actual clips, of quite possibly the most famous civil rights activist ever on your album that ain't about shit but dating your famous pretty white girl wife? (laughs) Nothing about this relates to justice. Now, what I will say... Is that apparently they d- did some sort? He at least tweet tweeted at some point like, "Black Lives Matter." In honor, no, oh. thank God. In honor of hashtag justice, I'm supporting <laughs> organizing. <laughs> oh, his album is called Justice. Oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant the real thing, justice. No, no, no. Like, that's supposed to be, like, the theme that starts the album. But then the song's not about any form of... Anyway, so he tweeted, in honor of hashtag justice, I'm supporting organizations that embody what justice looks like in action. And then tagged a whole bunch of organizations, including the King Center, which is why I'm assuming Bernice King was like, woo, Justin Bieber, girl. Yeah, thanks for the support. I'm sure the the check was great. Yeah, Right. So, you know, all of that was there. So at least his people did not, you know, forget to to have that part. But I just cannot understand why no one was like, hey, if we're going to use audio of Martin Luther King Jr.'s voice, let us let it, let's have that encapsule something that actually means something. Mm -hmm. Especially since most of your features are black. For the longest time, you've been trying to convince people that you light-skinned. And it it just, it should lead to something. And it simply doesn't. And I I feel nothing for any form of black backlash that he's really receiving for this. It's just incredibly tone-deaf and dumb. 
Yeah, I mean, well, there's a couple things here. First of all, deeply wish you had not told me. Um, mm. Secondly, goddamn, a lot of this reminds me of Justin Timberlake. Uh, wow. <laughs> third, if you wanted to really make an album about your wife or God or whatever, you could have done that. And you could have even done that with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quotes because he talked about a lot more than just racial inequality. There are a lot sure of did. Um, Dr. King's speeches and writings that talk about, um, you know, love for oneself, love for the close people around one, love for humanity in general, stuff about um, getting along with each other, helping each other the the transformation power of love like there's just so much you could have chosen and Lots yet you went full negro which yep. leads me to believe that you were dead ass serious when you told the grammys to stop nominating you for pop shit you're ready for that r&b label and you thought he's not stopping what can i do to get them to understand that truly i am multiracial i need them to understand it <laughs> I need to be in the R&B category. It's frankly disgusting that y'all are acting like I'm a pop artist just because I'm a pop artist. So what can I do <laughs> to make you see that truly moi je suis nigger? Like, I just felt like that's what Justin Bieber is trying to do here because sticking in clips of Dr. King talking about racial equality in between songs about some girl who's so fine and how much you want to fuck her and how much you love your wife. And I mean, presumably about the same person, these songs, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense as one cohesive body of work. It sounds like this was the album you wanted to make and then you wanted to black it up. So you wrote a very fat ass check to the King of State and made that happen. His YouTube page has a visualizer for the interlude. Leave me alone. <laughs> if it's fucking people marching through the streets last summer, I swear to God, no, don't it's tell me. It's just the cover of the album with like <laughs> that, you know, like, you know, like those time lapse videos in a tunnel where you see like a bunch of lights of the cars oh, flashing yeah, yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's that. With the speech and Justin, I was going to say Timberlake, Justin Bieber's <laughs> face, smack dab in the middle. Oh, God, this is, is that so, so What is stupid. that supposed to represent? <laughs> it's, it's just so fucking stupid. Is it Justin, about how, is it, is it about how many things have changed in the, in the auto industry since Dr. King has passed away? What was the point of that? I also came across while looking this stuff up a video for one of his latest songs that features Daniel Caesar, who I have not looked at the same since he got his ass no. drunk on the internet, caping for white girls mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And told us to cancel him. And told us, don't buy my we music didn't anymore. Because <laughs> I'm standing in this. Um, and then Giveon, who I haven't heard anything terrible about yet, but I do enjoy his voice. You guys um, helped me figure out how to say his name. And my God, his DMs must be mm -hmm. insane because he is a very good looking young man with a great voice. I believe it. But yeah, it was like him singing about getting weed in California. Oh my God. I don't know, probably going to Freaknik. It, it's just, I'm tired. Yeah, I see. I just looked it up and I see a list of all the um, different organizations that he wrote a check to. Yeah. And, you know, most of these are really great, if not all. 
uh, just taking a cursory look at it. But um, again, what does that have to do with the music that you are performing? What does that have to do? Like, why is it on your album? Why can't racial justice and social equality just be a thing you talk about? Why does it have to be randomly shoved into this album that isn't about those things at all? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because he wants that I'm R&B. Assuming... He wants that R&B label, God damn it. <laughs> like, the album title is just a play on his name. It's not even because it's a... Good luck. I don't even know when you're going to get it. I'm done. You just gave up in the middle of your sentence. Because we have one more story and I'm over. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Sweetie is single. This is all our fault. We just talked about how cute a couple she was uh, with Quavo like three weeks ago. Now she's not. Um, they likely Ooh. broke up the day after that was posted. Honestly, probably did. <laughs> um, so first these rumors of a breakup between Sweetie and Quavo happened when you fucking freaks realized that they weren't following each other or whatever anymore, which I'll bounce back to that. But then she did some interview with Justin Combs, um, like on that new thing he's doing oh god I and did see they that. were like asking her these questions that were pretty messy and she like i think pretty did a pretty good job dancing around them and being charming without telling all her business at the time but you know breakup 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 was being swirled around so she eventually tweeted i'm single i've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character Presents don't band-aid scars. And the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. I emotionally checked out a long time ago (laughs) and have walked with a deep sense of peace and freedom, excited for this new chapter of Elevation. Amen. Um, Oh, God. Where's his response? It's so important to the story. I have to find it. Um... But yeah, like she gave y'all a very classy, relatively mm-hmm. well written um response to whatever the fuck it is that y'all were talking about. Um Yeah, and I honestly I love it. I love that she says she emotionally checked out a long time ago and now it's over. So like she's she she disengaged emotionally when she felt like it was time and then she left the relationship when she felt like it was time and I don't have no problem with that. Quavo responded on Twitter saying, I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. To that last tweet, Sweetie quoted and retweeted it simply saying, take care. (laughs) And I don't know who her team is, but if I can send her a basket, (laughs) like an edible. I loved that so deeply. Yeah. Like, Sweetie has approached this entire thing with the energy of a bitch that knows she gonna be all right. right. Like, she is not at all concerned and very clearly over it and fed up um mm-hmm. <laughs> man future does a really intensive seminar for these niggas, leave it I'm alone sure. 
<laughs> because he has to be like, this was such a future as this nigga said, you are not the woman I thought you were. What a moron. Like, because <laughs> very notably, what's missing is I never cheated on her. <laughs> right. And all she did was say that you cheated on her. She didn't actually put you down or say anything ter- about, terrible about you. She said you cheated and that <laughs> fucking presents don't make that any better. So, I mean, I didn't hear a rebuttal of that at all. So saying you're not the woman I thought you were doesn't mean anything because perhaps you thought me a fool. Perhaps you thought yeah. me somebody who would just accept endless purses and cars as if that mattered more to me than having a real relationship. And it's fine if that's all that somebody else wants, but I truly desire more than that. And so me and my feelings are going to pack ourselves up and move the hell on. And yes, telling a nigga, take care. Like, first of all, I love. (laughs) Now I'm realizing why some of my exes got mad when I would say take care. Oh, yes. (laughs) Even though I meant it in a good way, like take care of yourself while I am away from you. They get mad at that. And I think now I'm understanding Mm -hmm. why. But also when you tell a nigga, you know, be well then that means mm-hmm. truly I don't have no more energy to give this. I'm not going like, to go back and forth about it. I said what I said and I am living my life now. So however done. you feel is however you feel, but that don't make no never mind around here. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> as she should be like, and as she would be like <laughs> that girl, I'm sure her DMS are bursting right now with mm-hmm. niggas across across the spectrum just every type of man that you can imagine is probably trying his hardest her phone was like bitch you either go turn these notifications off or i'm gonna overheat and die <laughs> right. so i'll melt if you continue to play with me so cut the shit off or at least put me on dnd and so and i know quavo is her because the thing about this shit i mean maybe not i don't know these things but the thing is <laughs> okay true the thing is, like, these niggas will cheat on you continuously with no intent on stopping oh, yeah. and no feeling like it's even wrong. But at the same time, will love you, like, be, like, crazy oh, about yeah. you, would just never feel like they're going oh, yeah. to stop cheating and call or that you, you should go anywhere. <laughs> right. And, and mean that as a good thing. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I bought her the latest, you know, fancy rap nigga car so what's the problem you know so i wouldn't be surprised if that nigga is like over it because mama said take care and you're looking at this beautiful girl that's quite likable yeah you know what i'm saying walk right into the next nigga's arm so many popular songs out and like only growing in popularity from here and like did not actually need you like you didn't save sweetie from some life of at all of poverty and and despair that girl was doing just fine she had so right. much going for her and she still does like <laughs> thanks for the car i guess like but right. am i supposed to i just want i i hope that younger girls this generation these mid 20 girls late 20s um, and younger, I hope they see the way she responded to this and say, hmm, I actually don't have to settle for bullshit just because a nigga is rich. Actually, I can actually have 
my own standards for how I want to be treated in a relationship and not compromise on that when it comes right down to it. Because y'all can do that. <laughs> you can really, you really can do that. You can demand you that. Are, yes. And, and you should. That nigga ain't even got to be Rolls Royce rich. That nigga could have got you the latest Jordans right. or like... He could just be you paying know. your cell phone bill and you still don't have to tolerate that. You're on his Netflix account for once. <laughs> like, it could be anything that you're just like, oh my goodness, the benefits. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that i was very very entertained and i will say sweetie i loved it made a bitch proud because i was mom was like and and the thing about it was like to do all of the i'm i'm disappointed that you did all of that all what quavo have you you seen the world motherfuckers (laughs) break up on internet before like have you it has been way worse right. with public breakups like even in your own group motherfuckers <laughs> post uh screenshots and tag the bitch you cheated on them with All that shit. it gets way way messier than this and first and and the thing about it also i caught is that like it doesn't take much from a nigga that has influence and popularity for motherfuckers to run right behind him and be like, yeah, yeah, Because, like, a lot of niggas and even other black women were like, well, he has the right to feel feel away for her, you know, bringing their business to social media or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, first of all, y'all brought her business to social media. Mm. You are the ones with your weird-ass app or your browser <laughs> plug-in or whatever the fuck shit it is that you use to find yeah. out that people don't follow each other anymore and send that shit to all of these blogs. Then motherfuckers are asking her about it, asking him about it in their mentions, bringing it up in interviews crazy and shit. On these so she, yeah. fin- she finally, you know, discusses it and that's why when it was like, when Quavo was like, I don't normally put my business out there. Y'all were on red carpets together. You post each other on social media <laughs> together all the time. You in each other's music videos. Yes, you do you. videos where you like asking each other cute couples questions for the internet. <laughs> you put your business out you there. Did. Period. You, you did. just don't want the bad parts to come out there, which is understandable. But this woman has every right to be like, since we're talking about it, yes, I'm single. Here's why. God bless everybody. Right. Why are we trying to rip her to shreds for that? That's a another thing like it's also her business she was also in the relationship and so if she wants to say i'm single and this is why and not actually put you down or drag you or disparage your name in any way then you being like i i normally don't do this and i think you was that type of woman is just foolish really because she didn't actually say anything that would make you seem like a bad person unless you consider cheating to be a quality of a terrible person which you know that's up to to people themselves to determine but like all she did was tell the truth as it happened to her and what your response didn't actually refute any of what she said so really i think his feelings was like he was already in his feelings probably kind of in disbelief that it was nothing he she could buy that was going to yeah. change her mind <laughs> because right. like you said i do think he really does or really did deeply care for her but niggas feel like they can deeply care for you and still have other pussy all the time so and it's it shouldn't be a problem and you know right? and it shouldn't be clearly right and clearly sister didn't feel that way so she didn't I just don't have any sympathy inside of me for a man who knew he was doing wrong and then is hurt that a woman actually enforced some consequences on his ass. Because it don't happen near 
nowhere near enough. Like normally y'all roll over and take shit over and over and over forever and ever. Amen. So I, right. I I don't have it to feel sorry for Quavo. Maybe you won't cheat on the next one that you really give a fuck about. Oh, he will. He <laughs> will. But, <laughs> okay. But try to gaslight this girl on some, you're not the woman I thought you were and all like this other shit. Like it's something wrong with her. supposed to give right. a fuck about her. Like, or like the Migos fan base was going to be like, ugh, can't support them anymore now that I know Quavo is, you know, Nobody was going to do that. Right, a cheater. Everybody expects famous niggas to cheat. People expect non-famous niggas to cheat. People just expect men to cheat, period. So no, that was not going to change nobody's opinion of you. It was not going to stop anybody from streaming Uh, culture three or four or five. So I don't even get it. Men are just so fucking ridiculous and expect women to take it nonstop. And bottoms. So that's it for the top. Uh, Shout hot- out to the leader. See what you did. <laughs> Whatever ads. Now let's just do it. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay so it's time now to read your letters folks it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them a lot on the show um i just really love that you think the french pronunciation of omelet is omelet i can't i will never get over that so thank you omelet is what Omelette du fromage. That's <laughs> close enough, actually. <laughs> <I'm> just... 
Anyway. Um, That's all I know in French because of Dexter's laboratory. What is omelette du fromage? Isn't well, it omelette with cheese? I mean, it, it, yes. If that was how you pronounced it, then yes, that would be it. So, oh well, how do you say <laughs> no, it? No, I'm not gonna say it now because oh, the well, French niggas it. is gonna be like, "Fuck you, bitches!" <laughs> not really. So I'm gonna just leave it alone. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, but we do have a quick question here from Sasha Browse, who wants to know if you watch Attack on Titan. I do. Okay, and if you if so, do you have any theories on how the season will end? No, because I'm all the way behind. I'm in the middle of season three, and I'm literally trying to catch up now. Like, I've had that on the list of things I needed to catch up since this latest season started, and I'm in there now. But I'm so bu- I've been so busy lately. I haven't been able. I haven't started this new Justice League Snyder Cut shit. I'm always behind on Drag Race. I'm j- like everything that I haven't even been gaming as much. So I got to try. Oh to, yeah, you're um, working a lot more. <laughs> so, but um. Yeah, I am going to try and catch up on Attack on Titan soon because it's like one of my favorite anime in terms of pacing and the way that it tells its story. So, okay. yeah, I don't know how it's going to... I couldn't predict it. It's a very twisty, turny show, but I love it. I'm ready for you to get caught up on Drag Race. I want you to see who left last Friday. <laughs> Wait, did I finish this last episode? Was the Beast one this last episode? The Beast Couture? Uh, yeah, the one where Simone was on with the, the runway with the as a furry. Yes, the one with the pop commercials. Was that the last episode? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, so then I know. Who oh, okay, yeah. That was overdue, if you ask me, but... No, it was. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> no shade, because we love our not. elders, but it was time. Um, <laughs> so, let's get started here. Our first letter... <laughs> Let's start with Winnie, who says, <clears throat> I have a sister named Jada. And okay, that's the first sentence. My name is Winnie and I have a sister named Jada. I'm a teacher okay. and and my nephews go to school in the same district that I work for. I don't work in the same building as them, but all the curriculum and technology is the same for every school in the district. My sister, Jada, is not tech savvy at all. This bitch literally just learned how to use Cash App like a month ago. (laughs) Today, she sent me a text after work saying, call me ASAP. And when I called her, she started asking me if I had been experiencing any glitches with my students submitting their work. I said no. And she told me that my nephew's assignments were coming up missing. And she's adamant that he had actually completed them because she and her husband watched him do the work. She also told me that she had already snapped on his teacher, but plot twist, his teacher is my friend. We talked together for four years prior to transitioning to different grades. Anyway, I told my sister to send me the screenshot of my nephew's alleged completed work, and based on the screenshot, it does look like he has finished it. However, I'm not a fool, and I had my nephew and sister hop on Zoom. I made him log into the program to show me he completed the work, and as I fucking suspected, the screenshot and the website are not the same. (laughs) The screenshot says he's completed 12 (laughs) assignments, but the actual website reveals he only did four. Now this nigga is putting on a show talking about, whoa, where did my work go? <laughs> That's right, young man. Nigga, you, you better know you commit to work. it. You got to commit. See it through. I told my sister that my nephew probably altered that screenshot and she got mad Duh. at me and started talking super spicy in the back. Mad at you? 
I asked her why she was talking so crazy and she kept holding on to the story that she saw him do his work. I said, Jada, I don't doubt that you saw him do it, but he was supposed to complete 12 topics. However, he only did four. She went off again and said that the teacher probably deleted his submitted assignments and she's had issues with the school in the past. So she swears up and down that my nephew is being targeted. I said, girl... Why the hell would that seem logical to you? And then she asked me how he could have possibly learned how to manipulate a screenshot. <laughs> like she ain't never Are heard you of YouTube. Fucking kidding me. Sis, these kids can learn how to do anything, girl. <laughs> the most suspicious aspect of this whole situation is that my older nephew had the exact same situation happen last week. So now my sister really wants me to believe that out of all the kids at the school, this is only happening to her too. Don't get me wrong. I'm fully aware that there are teachers who have malicious intentions and pick a kids for no reasons. But this ain't that situation. I literally just showed her that this child is lying. (laughs) Now she's super riled up because she's had a number of issues with the school in the past. And I told her that I'm not trying to criminalize my nephew because I love him. But I'm also not his teacher. And it is evident from the website that he is not being honest with you. So... (laughs) You need to try to do something about that. She wasn't trying to hear it. So I told her to go ahead and calm down, enjoy her weekend. And she hung up in my face. I found that to be extremely disrespectful and told her that we don't need to talk until she can apologize. Here are my questions. Hey, getting hung up on. Niggas act like you might as well have spit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Niggas act like you called their mother a fucking bitch. Yeah. (laughs) When you hang up on them. so It's the worst. Okay. I usually keep my nephews once a month just for fun, but now I don't think they want to because both of their ass has been showing out lately. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm mad because he lied to my face. He also caused this beef with me and my sister. How do I communicate that with them when they inevitably ask to visit? My sister clearly trusted my opinion, but she was not okay when I had to deliver the hard truth that my nephew was lying. I found it disrespectful that she questioned my professional opinion and then got mad when I sided with the quote unquote enemy. Was my text to her out of line? (laughs) Should should I have communicated my desire to receive an apology in a different way? Thanks, Winnie. Girl. Girl, uh... (laughs) This is hilarious. I mean, have has have these kids never done anything like mischievous or like are they just like perfect angelic kids that she would never ever think they would like lie or alter some shit? Because it's like again, I want us to all think about being young people, yeah. like being children, and not all of us. But many of us have dim-witted things we did to try and get out of doing homework mm-hmm. or, you know, our parents finding out what grade we got or whatever like that. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be a fucking terrorist. So I don't understand exactly why she's getting so spicy with you over something that should be obvious. Furthermore, again, are we forgetting that kids are technological <laughs> 
genius. Like, right. the, be, uh, YouTube is a great example, like you mentioned. The Black Excellence that I mentioned this week, Dominic Darby, his mama said he was watching YouTube tutorials and stuff when he was like six. Right. And now he's coded his own video game. His kids know how to do everything. So, you know, Photoshopping or changing some other shit around is not, it's, it's probably like nothing for a kid. But I couldn't help but think throughout this entire letter, like, how many <laughs> I'm like for whatever reason I'm thinking of like a plank like how many options you had to just jump ship and be like girl keep it <laughs> like because I know you love your sister or your nephew and shit but it's like if she's not trying to hear it and you're not this baby's teacher and you're not their fucking parent on top of that it's like well girl I guess I don't know what are you supposed to do right I don't like I would just be like well, sister, why did you ask me? Like, knowing that I'm a teacher in this same district, you clearly came to me for a reason. So were you just not ready to hear the truth of the matter? Do you really think it's impossible that your child don't know how to Photoshop or or pass around screenshots from kids? Like, all it takes is one kid in the class to have submitted all the assignments and then the rest of them can paste their name over the damn part of it like and that's that so and especially when your parents don't know shit about technology it's even easier to get them to fall for shit so especially like these kids are in the app era where they can do so many of this stuff on their phone you can do that right in the photo app you don't even need nothing special to do that right (laughs) so it's like like even i myself in high school and college was pretty savvy when it came to photoshop and stuff like that because i needed to be for like blogging or whatever fuckery i was doing and shit at the time so there was a lot of stuff that i knew how to like maneuver and shit like that and again many of you parents probably were also like oh yeah this is how i got away with that or i snuck around this or blah 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 these kids have five billion options of those kinds of things just on their phone or ipad mama like you don't want to at least he did four right She just doesn't want to admit or just Mm -hmm. come to grips with the fact that her baby is not being truthful. And whatever experience, I guess, she's had with the school as it is, has her, like, beefing with them. Like, do you want to pull them out and maybe take them somewhere else? Because your sister is siding with the enemy simply by saying, "Mm, he might have actually doctored up. Is it all that? Right. I mean, and I can see being skeptical of the school if you've had issues with the school. But do you have issues with your sister? Do you really believe your sister is lying to you? Like, and and does it make sense that your two kids are the only kids like who are going through like that makes more sense to you than, huh, the website don't match the screenshot. So maybe this little boy only did four of his assignments, never thinking that mama would even ask to log into the the school app and see the right. assignments because mama don't know nothing about all that. Like right. he wasn't anticipating any actually calling him out and being like, no, do it and do it on zoom too. share your screen. Cause, right. <laughs> cause, cause Annie does this all day long. So she knows what she's doing. So I don't think, no, you were absolutely not wrong for 
the way you talk to your sister or asking to receive an apology any differently. Like it is disrespectful, frankly, to hang up on people, especially when you was just trying to help. Like you didn't get involved in this situation. She called you about this little nigga. So right. I don't think your text, you know, was at all out of line as far as your nephews. Cause she, the first question was like, what do I say to them when they trying to come kick it at my house? And I'm still right. mad, which I mean, that's real. Um, I mean, no, right. So you could say no and you can talk to your nephew about how, like, look, you might can lie to your mama, but you can't lie to me about no school shit. Cause I'm not your mama and I know how to work apps. Like, yeah. I would just make my nephew be really real with me. Like, <laughs> I can be on your team. And there are times that I will lie for you, but don't lie to me. <laughs> like, let's just, let's, let's keep it, let's keep it <laughs> respectful here. Um, But also, I would not say that your nephew caused this beef between you and your sister, because you and your sister are adults. Yeah. He lied and, and, and that was unfortunate, but he's a child. Um. The exactly. fact that your sister did all this is not his fault. Your sister didn't have to react like this. Your I issue agree. is with your sister, not with your nephew. So I totally agree. I would talk to him yeah. about the lion, but I probably wouldn't be like, no, you can't. Um, Like, no, you can't ever again come to my house. It might be like, yeah, you can't come this time because that's your punishment. But, you know, Amy mm-hmm. still love you and I'll see you next month. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you on punishment because you lied to me. And then that's what don't fucking lie to me. So but yeah, girl, uh, your, your sister, <laughs> she got her guard up and, you know, better that than letting people take advantage of your kids. But at some point, you do also have to face the reality of the situation. Like your own sister is right. not trying to hurt your baby. So yeah <laughs> she she's gonna have to take the l on that and and suck it up and apologize to you i don't think you were out of line at all me neither that's weird yeah okay uh good luck our next letter comes from morgan who says i just turned 33 and i currently live and work in houston as a community health worker for a program that provides support to low-income individuals and their families who are on the autism spectrum When the pandemic started, my older brother and his family lost their jobs and income and moved into my house. This hasn't been an issue at all because they are very considerate and easy to live with, which, girl, lucky. (laughs) Goddamn. However, over the last year, I've noticed that their three-year-old daughter shows several signs and developmental issues that are typically associated with people on the autistic spectrum. Unfortunately, my brother and his wife seem to be in denial and are always suggesting that the girl's behavioral and developmental challenges will go away with time. I've also noticed that their discipline strategies are very harsh because they think that she's just acting up, especially when she has inconsolable meltdowns for hours. My brother and his wife are very sensitive people who usually respond negatively to feedback or advice, especially when it comes to their child. As a person who works with families who deal with autism, I've been debating on whether I should give them advice about taking her in for a diagnosis. I know the benefits of benefits of early intervention, and I feel like this could change my niece's outcome or her future. Also, considering that they are not employed, most states have early intervention programs that the child could benefit that the child could benefit from since they are free at that age. My question to you is, have you ever been in a position where you felt like you needed to give a friend or family member sensitive, unwanted advice when you were almost certain they will not take it the right way? I want to speak up for my niece, but I also don't want to end up in conflict. Not saying anything for the sake of peace is eating me up, up, 
Please help. Thanks, Morgan. Well, Morgan, I don't know that I, I mean, I can't think right now of anything of like my own uh, experience like this with someone in my family. Um, but I can say, like, the difficulty of this is I don't know your relatives and I can't just be like, do exactly what I would do, bitch, because it'll work. <laughs> you know, I know that if this were my brother, sister, whomever, I would like, I would be incessant. You know, I wouldn't be like judgmental or super abrasive, but I think that I would insist that at least they try to get a diagnosis for her. Because, like, what's the harm? You know, all you do is get information in that situation. And if it isn't something that you have to be concerned with, great. And if it is, you've figured this out, you know, at a, an early time in the kid's life, it sounds like. And you can start doing the work that can be helpful for her. Like, I, it just honestly irks me this this approach of like oh she'll grow out of it or oh such and such and such. you bitch you don't know you're not a, what like, what does your brother and them do like what you go you cannot like you would take your baby to the doctor to get a shot to prevent you know whatever right. you get shots for you know what i mean like you take your kid in to get evaluated and make sure that they don't get, you know, they have something for measles or whatever, whatever the fuck else. So like, why not do the same thing, the same check in on how they are feeling or operating emotionally, mentally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just don't understand why that's an issue. Um, And I, I know myself, I know that you're, she, you know, you're saying that uh, they're sensitive Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're trying to do what is best and can be, you know, life changing for the better for a child. And that's way more important than like adult sensitivity and ego and stuff, at least to me. So, again, I wouldn't berate them or I'd try not to, but I I think I would be pretty insistent on being like, let's just see what's going on in her head. Let's just, you know, figure out how things are going so we know how to approach her. Especially if you're, like, also saying that they're, like, coming down on her or they're too... What did she say? Like, they're aggressive with her sometimes when she's having, like... Yeah, because she has, like, meltdowns, like, these hours-long tantrums, and they are, like, really aggressive with her about that. This is what I was talking about earlier, and we talk about all of the time. Like, well, I don't know the race of these people, but... Oh, no, these are too many. (laughs) Like, too many of us want to just, like, we'll stare stuff like this dead in the face sometimes. Or even just have professionals that we normally trust or should trust that are like, you know, put a pin in this. This is something you might want to check out. And would rather just, like, brush it all under the rug because we don't want to deal with it or don't know how to deal with it or whatever the fuck else. And it helps no one. It helps, I want you to understand, zero person. Nobody. So right. it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. I um <clears throat> I think more than anything, I sympathize with the little girl in this story because yeah. that's just such a um it's just a such a difficult position. And 
Um, what the baby needs more than anything is parents who understand her and support her. Um, and if not parents, then some other adult. And even though your brother and your sister-in-law are like really adamant about not hearing any criticism about their children, it is more important that this little girl gets the help that she needs than your brother and sister-in-law not be mad at you. Like, yep. I think as as somebody who works with um, people on the autism spectrum and who understands how like important it is that these children feel understood and safe and supported that like you really have no other ethical option other than to to say something about it and if they gonna be mad then let them be mad at you because you big and grown and you can take it but the more that they try to act like this is not a thing or she's just gonna outgrow it or whatever the the worse off that baby is gonna be and she don't deserve that so i i can say i have had to to do stuff like this before um not particularly with autism, um, but I have had to tell a friend before that the dumb shit she was doing was putting her baby's health and safety in jeopardy. And she was real mad and told me that I'm not a parent and I don't understand what it's like and all this other shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and that is true, girl. I'm not a parent. But you know why? Because I would probably be doing this do- this stupid shit right here. Mm-hmm. And that's precisely why I'm not like it. It's one thing when we are 17, 18, 19 and childless and going out, running the streets and and being reckless because who cares? But, you know, you got a whole ass baby at home and and the things you are doing are legit putting this child's safety into jeopardy. So I have had to do that. And I just let her be mad at me. Like, (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying it like, oh, you're a terrible person and there's something wrong with you. I'm saying it like I care about your child. And I see something that makes me feel like something is off and your baby is at risk. So you just got to be mad at me for that. But I'm not saying it to judge you. I'm saying it to help. And I'm trying to help. And you are also trying to help. Like, it's not like you telling them this and then going to leave them hanging. Like you, you have resources that you can direct them to so that they can get help with their child. So, yeah, I kind of think you have an obligation to say something and just let them be mad. My mother is a speech pathologist and she has had to tell people, um, people who are like close to our family, she's had to tell them like, what you're talking about here is is not um, just a delay with your child. This is signs of autism that he or she is showing. And they and people do get upset at that. And then mm-hmm. they go get their baby tested and they realize, oh yeah, this is what's going on. And all... The problem is not autism. There's nothing wrong with being autistic. The problem is everybody's reaction to the baby being autistic. So when the grown ass people can change their mind (laughs) and their perspective about the situation, everybody's everybody's health improves. Everybody's well-being improves. So, right. So, yeah, I would just I mean, I understand that you're trying to avoid conflict because nobody wants mess and. These have been the perfect house guests and I get, you know, this is family and super sensitive, but your niece deserves better than this. And the older she gets, um, if they remain in denial about the situation, the worse it's going to be. So 
I would say something yeah. now. Yeah. As gently as I possibly could, I would say something now. But yeah, I think you're better off doing it than not. Um, and just if you get scared or nervous about it, just remember that you are trying to help your niece above all else. And it's not really about grown people's feelings. It's about that little yeah. girl. Yeah. Period. Period. Like the girl, the little girl is the point. Their feelings are are really not a priority right now. So don't even let that bother you. Yeah. Um. Good luck with the conversation. Let us know how it goes. Our last letter comes from Francine, who says, my best friend Sasha and I are almost 30 and we've been friends for most of our lives. We have kids who are around the same age and it was a given that our kids were going to be best friends, which they kind of are, but also they're five. So everybody is their best friend until they stop sharing. True. True. <laughs> Oh, man. My friend and I have always been good to each other and been there for each other. But now I think I'm over her. My boyfriend and I just celebrated our three year anniversary and finally decided to move in together for the sake of our kids. I wanted to take to take things extra slow. Sasha doesn't like my man because of some old petty shit that went down years ago. And she was hype when we broke up briefly last year. But when we got back together, I didn't tell her about it because I didn't want to hear her mouth. To this day, she still does not know that we are back together. (laughs) This is where the problem comes in. (laughs) Sasha has been with her baby dad for about six years. And for all six of those years, she has been talking about how she was going to leave him. (laughs) And we were going to get a place together. She kept looking at houses and planning out the room for the girls and what the setup would be and how much fun it would be. (laughs) But after the third year of her telling me all these plans, I just said, "Mm mm-hmm, girl, okay, and stopped believing her. After years of threatening to leave him, I never thought she would actually do it. But this last time was for real. And that nigga packed up and left on a plane within a week. (laughs) Wow. Since I never thought it was actually going to happen, I never thought I would have to tell her that I don't actually want to live with her. Even if something were to happen with my man and I, I would go back to my parents' house before I moved in with Sasha. Her life is not moving in the same trajectory as mine. And I think I have outgrown her because I just don't want to be around her negativity and do the same things we've been doing for years. Right. What should I tell <laughs> what should I tell this heifer to let her down easy? <laughs> Jeez. <coughs> I mean, do you want to? Because it doesn't sound like you give a fuck. She's <laughs> She's been trying to lead this man for a while and she finally got the strength to do it. And now she's asking me to be there and move in and help out. But all that just ain't going to happen. We talk pretty much every day, but even that is a lot for me and my schedule. And I don't know how to handle her stress on top of my own. I know I should have been told her that I didn't want to live with her. But at this point, I'm in too deep and I thought I had more time. Shit, she's been saying for years that it's over and now all of a sudden it really is. How do I get out of this? Any tips would be great. Thanks, Francine. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Lord, Francine thought she, her, Sasha was going to be bullshitting forever. She didn't know Sasha was a sweetie. That is so <laughs> fucking funny. She was like, oh, yeah, I thought that she was just going to be bullshitting and playing a game with this nigga for so long that I would never have to admit I don't want to live with this bitch at all. Like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> And now it done came down to it. And now it came down to it because you damn sure ain't gonna live with her even if you want to because you about to go and live with this other nigga right. that she doesn't even know you're with. Girl. This is hilarious. Y'all are so ghetto. 
so uh, <laughs> oh lord so i mean i think that you just need to go ahead and be honest like like i literally just said even if you didn't have a problem moving in with her or whatever you already have a prob- you already have plans to move in with somebody with else your nigga. right so you're gonna have to tell her at some point that you aren't gonna live with her because you've made plans already exactly and that is also likely going to have to be the conversation where you mentioned surprise i'm with that nigga <laughs> that you made from the past <laughs> That you probably have good reason to hate, mind you, but we'll leave that alone. I like how you was like, some petty shit that went down long ago, <laughs> wink, wink. But anyway, um, so yeah, you're going to have to go ahead and mention that. So I don't know how deep you need to dive into the ways that she irks you specifically. Um, I'm always, you know, a big fan of having those conversations with people, mm-hmm. uh, your friends. So that you can hopefully not continuously be aggravated by them. And you can both learn, you know, a lot about one another and yourselves. A lot of people don't like to do that. Yeah. You know, choose your adventure. (laughs) But since, (laughs) again, you about to move in with a nigga anyway. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go into the depths of how annoying you find her because for whatever reason you want to still be friends with this girl that obviously you can't stand, you could just say, hey, um, so me and Marquise are getting a place together. Uh, so sorry. Good luck. I'm hearing good things about, you know, insert app here to find a roommate and and leave it at that. But I think that you're going to want to do some evaluation on this friendship overall because it sounds like she gets on your nerves big time outside right. of wherever you're going to live. I'm so glad you brought that up because, like, yes, you do need to tell her the truth. But more than that, I think you're at the point of ending this relationship and that's what you really need to find the bravery to do. Right. Um, if... I have had to do friendship breakups before for this same reason. Like we just have grown apart and now we're two totally different people. And it's not even necessarily that like I got so much better and my friend is still doing immature shit. It's literally, we are just different now. Like we are not the same people we were at 15. And so shit changes. So, um, I think you need to really be real with yourself about that. Like, are you ready to cut this friendship off? Is it draining you more than it's adding benefits to your life? Sounds like, like right, and it does. It sounds like it. I mean, she put in a lot here about everything she has going on and trying to go back to school and all that. So I get that you're like a super busy person. Um, but even super busy people tend to want their best friends in their lives. So Mm-hmm. If you if you're thinking about, you know, this person not being a friend anymore, talking about how you think maybe you're over her, then I think you need to give like some real thought and consideration to that side of it. But as far as letting her down easy, you just need to tell her the next time y'all FaceTime or whatever you need to be like, look, I got to tell you something in all honesty. Thought this was going to be um, the kind of situation where you just stay with that nigga and you was just talking um yeah and so actually me and marquis signed a lease two weeks ago yeah i think i would honestly i think i would rather 
I think saying I am moving in with somebody else is um, an easier way to let somebody down than I don't want to live with you. Right. Like I would rather say <laughs> me and my man are planning on moving in together and oops, sorry, I forgot to tell you me and my man is back together. Then bitch, your life is fucking hectic and I don't want that energy <laughs> anywhere around me. Like I, just, right. I would, I would rather say that because at least it's not lying. But I mean, it sounds like she's going to be pissed either way because she doesn't like this nigga. You've been with him for a while now and been keeping it a secret Mm -hmm. from her. And now you're moving in with him instead of her. So she's still going to be pissed. Right. But I agree that I feel like it would probably come off better to be like, oh, yeah, this is the situation. Yikes. Rather (laughs) than being like... Right. Like, I don't want to fucking live with you because you're just an absolute menace. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, if you're trying to spare her feelings, then I would go that route and just let her be mad at that part of it. I mean, and then, you know, you need to figure out whether this is actually a friendship you want to keep. And then if it's, the answer to that is no, then you need to work up the courage to tell her that. Sounds like that's going to be an issue for you since you couldn't even work up the courage to tell her that you were back with your man. So right. (laughs) That sounds like it's probably going to be a struggle for you, but yeah, the sooner the better so that she can make plans to have somebody else move in. If that's the case or, you know, do whatever she needs to do for her and her child. But yeah, the sooner the better, you just need to be honest about it because that was really your bad from the very beginning. You know, she'd been saying this for six years. I get why you never believed her. But from the very beginning, you should have been like, girl, that's if we move in together. Like you going along with it, letting this bitch sending you Zillow licks, lyric, <laughs> links and shit. And you just being like, oh, yeah, girl, three bedroom, two and a half bath. That's cute. OK, that's like you going along with the whole charade all this time. I would be mad at that. And I would be mad that you felt like you couldn't be honest with me and just say, yeah. listen, love you down. Never want to share a roof with you because that is also fine. Like I'm a grown ass woman. I can handle that. Yes. You're entitled to live your own life and, and do what you want to do. But if you call somebody a friend, then you should be honest with them about what's really going on. So yeah. And it's also common knowledge that when you share a space with someone like that, you really, really get to know them. And some people are better being friends that don't live together. That's true. That is <laughs> so. that is extremely true because, I mean, you can be the best friends in the world, but y'all live incredibly different lives inside the home. Yeah. And sometimes two people can love each other a lot and not be equipped to share the same space. Very that. If you have opposite schedules and one person is wide awake while the other one is trying to sleep and one is a vegan and don't want nothing with animals in the house and the other is <laughs> a fucking meat lover and like you know, one hates dogs, one hates cats. It's just Yeah. I I think you need to be uh honest with her right now and then honest with yourself about whether this is a friendship you want to continue. Oh, okay, man. Um, And good luck with that. If you uh, work up the nerve to have that conversation, please let us know how it goes. Let's wrap up the questions right there. We're going to take another quick break. If you have a letter for us, send it to asktherita at gmail.com. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. We are back now. It is time for the read. It is. Take it away. Okay. I just have um, two really quick things this week, and then I'm going to move on. First of all, last Tuesday, um, right after this episode dropped, we got the horrific news out of Atlanta about eight people being gunned down at three different spas. Um, Six of them were Asian women, and I believe the other two were white people, a white man and a white woman. But um, six of the people dead were Asian women. And um, the suspect, who is only 21 years old, told police that he had a sex addiction or mm-hmm. addiction. And he saw these um, different spas as like a temptation to his soul and, you know, threatening his relationship with Jesus or whatever. And he wanted to eliminate the temptation and that um, none of this was racially motivated. Of course, um, a white boy would say that stupid shit. Um, Very clearly racially motivated when you targeted Asian spas and targeted Asian employees specifically. Um, And, you know, it's just I'm not even going to get into the whole claim that maybe this wasn't about them being Asian because of fucking course it was like, don't insult my intelligence. And furthermore, anti-Asian hate crimes have been on the rise in this country ever since Trump called coronavirus the China virus. (laughs) It has been like skyrocketing. I think it's over 4000 and that's just documented cases. Like that's not even including mm-hmm. all the shit that happens every day that never gets reported to the police or any authorities at all. So I just wanted to say, um, I know that sometimes minority, uh, ethnic minorities have issues with one another. Um, and a lot of that has been talked about over the past week as like, as far as like, the way black people in America feel like they have been treated by Asians in America and vice versa. And all of that is super real. Like I'm not trying to take away from the realness of that, but also I want to make sure I emphasize that the real issue here is white supremacy. And it always has been, and it is white people's fault (laughs) 
at the bottom of it that we have beef with one another. And so when it comes right down to it, when people are being targeted because of their race, when white people are choosing to murder people of color because they are people of color, I'm going to stand with those people point blank period. Just when it comes with just when it comes right down to it, we have to understand that like the, the issue is the racism. The, the issue is the fact that we have been taught to have this hatred for one another. The issue is that the two different racial groups have been pitted against each other. The issue is not necessarily the two groups of people. It's that we have been taught to have this hate and, the, and this distrust. The whole model minority thing. Asian people didn't do that to themselves. So I just wanted to make sure that I acknowledge that happening and that I talked about um, the fact that our Asian brothers and sisters need um, nationwide support. They need community-wide support. And the things that have been happening to them um, as the targets of white supremacy are simply not okay. It's just not. And it's there's no justification for it. And you really can't sit here and tell me to my big grown ass face that this 21 year old white boy did not go around to three different spas and pick off Asian women because they were Asian. You can't tell me that when he could have gone to a white strip club and done the exact same thing if he really was trying to get rid of sexual temptation. Why did he pick those spas then? Why those people if it wasn't about their race? So please save me with the with the fucking bullshit okay just fucking keep it rest in peace to all those people who senselessly senselessly lost their lives and since we are talking about a gun violence incident let me just move right on into something else that i wanted to bring up which is that america has just had i think their 122nd mass shooting of the year just today which is march 22nd That has just happened today. And it's almost like a hundred million people got vaccinated and America immediately was like, okay, let me pick up my fucking semi-automatic assault rifle and get back to work. In a weird way, it's almost like the country is coming out of the pandemic and you can tell things are getting back to normal because niggas are getting shot at the fucking grocery store again. And it really, like, looking at these headlines and reading these stories, this shit that just happened in fucking Colorado... I don't even know if you saw that one because it just happened like maybe right before we started recording. But no, I didn't. Yeah, somebody went into a fucking grocery store in Colorado and killed 10 people, child, like just now. And so... <sighs> yeah, so it's like America's getting back to normal. Honestly, honestly, yes. Wow. <laughs> Truly, yes. And it makes me even more sick because how do you look at this country? How do you look at the state of this country under Trump and under Biden and not see serious, serious issues that cannot be fixed by reforming the police or doing whatever bullshit um, like fake ass restrictions that y'all have against guns and weapons being sold and all that. Like it's clearly not addressing the root problems of this country. Niggas going out and doing the crazy shit they've been doing. People robbing one another because they don't have enough fucking food. 
millions facing homelessness, kids who would rather go to Zoom school than back to school because they never know if a classmate is going to bring a fucking gun in that bitch. Like, how do you look at America and think, yep, greatest country in the world doesn't get better than that? Right. How do we get here? The governor of Mississippi turning down Medicaid money where where the Biden administration is like, we'll give you six hundred million dollars if you will just insure the niggers in Mississippi. And the governor is like, no, I won't do it. We don't believe in handouts like. We trying to pay the state of Mississippi and we are asking you in return to extend health care coverage to the poorest citizens of the poorest state in this country. And the governor is just like, mm, you know what? But no, because if you can't afford your own insurance, that's your bad. And fuck you. That's literally yeah. like that is this country. That's what we doing. All these places, even the so-called liberal or progressive sp spaces in this country are still ass fucking backwards when it comes to the real issues of like systemic inequality, discrimination, racism, all the bullshit that this country has going on. Not to mention how goddamn horny everybody is about their guns. It just can't last. It cannot last. People cannot continue to be slaughtered and continue to be underpaid and continue to face police brutality and continue to be killed at work because they're fucking Asian or get assaulted on the sidewalk because they're Asian or, or called whatever terrible things or had have niggas yell, go build the wall at them because they're Latino. Like this shit cannot continue forever and ever. Amen. Without something blowing up. So when is America going to decide that enough is a fuck enough? When are the white people who keep this country running going to decide that it is time to really change shit? Not until it's too so late. Many people were irked by. I was looking it up, and I wish I can't find who posted it, but some news site or I don't know whoever posted an article that said something to the effect of what the black community can do to support Asian community. Now, I ignored that. Black people can. I didn't say anything to it either, but I knew mm -hmm. they were going to get ate up over it. It's like, what can the, a Negro did not go in there and kill them. People. We're not oppressing the Asian population of this nation. We don't have a black. We're not doing that. Problem. Right. We're not. <laughs> that's not what's going on. What are white people going to do to do to address racism? Yes, black people can and should be supporting Asians, but black people cannot undo what is happening to the Asian population, because if we could do it for y'all, we would do it for us. <laughs> So what are white people going to do? Right. When are white people going to step up and say enough is a goddamn enough? Yeah. Instead of asking us what we're going to do about it. Don't go ask Stacey Abrams how she going to save the Asians. What are y'all going to do about Asians? What are y'all going to do about Latinos and black people and trans people and gay people and every fucking body else who don't fit into what America thinks is right? Yeah. I was going to talk about Nia Tia too, but I'm going to leave that. <laughs> to you i'm gonna let you bring that one up um but yeah i'm just feeling like even though i just got my second fauci ouchie and i'm very gracious, gracious. <laughs> i'm very i'm very grateful for it um i'm thankful that i will be fully vaccinated here in a couple of weeks and hopefully that will keep me out of the er that is the bare minimum of what this country should be doing for people. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that they finally sent out some um, stimulus checks to y'all and y'all are able to catch up on some bills and buy 
groceries for your baby and all that and some tax breaks and all that coming up. But it's still a drop in the bucket compared to what people actually need. And in a country where the billionaires earned an extra however many trillion over the past year, I really don't want to hear that we don't have the money for it. Fucking find it. (laughs) I'm done. Okay, so I don't want to take too much time. I'm just going to say, we've already rem- we've already mentioned Lil Mama <laughs> posting something on her fucking Instagram story the other day, linking, uh, you know, transgender visibility to some theory of, Chill. you know, depopulation attempts around the globe or whatever. <laughs> fucking dumb shit she found in her YouTube, her Hotep YouTube channel (laughs) playlist or whatever the fuck. So since she's posted on her story that uh, she says, I'm about to start a heterosexual rights movement. Girl. Anti-LGBTQ bullying. She then goes on to say, y'all fight so hard to respect, to be respected and some of you, not all, get a kick out of bullying people for having an option. How they dress, how their hair and or makeup looks, how much money they have, etc. There are so many people afraid to give their honest opian because if they do, (laughs) the LGBTQ plus will hear what they want to hear and take statements out of context. Mm -mm. I don't have to prove myself by reminding people that I have loved ones of the LGBTQ plus community. When I speak, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm just speaking my truth, just like you all. Here's the problem, uh, Lil. You're not speaking your truth. You're just speaking bullshit. Yes. You don't need to start a heterosexual rights movement. Heterosexual people already have rights. Mm -hmm. They're called rights. (laughs) Um, So there's no need for a movement whatsoever. Y'all can do what you want. Furthermore, you aren't just being called out for having an opinion you're being called out for saying stupid damaging antiquated conspiracy ass fuck shit that has no place in anybody's fucking line of sight or in their ears at all you posted shit about how because uh zaya way did an interview with michelle obama which sickening you could never you have to actually bum rush people's stages to go and stand up next to icons so you could never even experience that level of like validation love and motherfucking sickening too so what you have to do is be like oh no the girls are trying to depopulate the planet at any fucking cost and whatever the fuck else we knew that you were on some fucking shady ass transphobic shit from the way that you handled Laomi on America's Best Dance Crew, a show that I still don't understand your purpose in. But you know what? We're in the today of things. And on the today of things, Lil Mama, I'm not even going to spend too much time because I've already spent enough of my time and energy letting you know that you're transphobic. But I also today I'm just going to remind you that you're a loser. You're a loser. Mm. You're a loser. Yes. You suck. Okay? Give it up. Okay? Eggs, bacon, grits, retire. <laughs> That's what the next song should be. Okay? How if you talk about some, how I'm going to be transphobic when I'm Bow Wow. Now that's funny. Now you think that's funny, huh? Mm. Girl, fuck right off. Mm. Girl, and the only people, the 
only people that paid lip gloss any fucking attention were the black drag queens that were collecting tips down at the motherfucking clubhouse. And like, they were the only ones doing it. Good luck getting booked any the fuck where moving forward. I don't understand why so many of y'all can't just mind your own motherfucking business yes. and allow people the same fucking rights that your dumb, ungrateful ass is, is, is supposed to be out here fighting for. And many rights that you already the fuck have. Mm. Many rights that you already the fuck have. And I also want y'all to stop worrying about other people's children and their fucking genitals. I said it the last time that I addressed this. I don't understand why every single time someone under the age of, of 18 or 21 says I identify as trans, that you automatically assume that their parents are rushing them to go get reconstructive surgery or whatever the fuck that shit is called. A, not your business. Mm. B, why are you thinking of the genitals of these underage children? That's the real question. You really thinking about kids like that, my nigga? Really? So I don't give a fuck about whatever goddamn conversation that you and 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 Dr. Dr. Ankh Jenkins, whoever the fuck it is that you be talking. I don't care about none of that shit. You sound stupid, you look stupid, and your history gives stupid. You are a loser and i need you to accept that and leave people the fuck alone specifically people that fall under the umbrella of l or b or g t q i a plus and whatever else is because every now and then there's a new one but leave us the fuck alone heterosexual rights movement. Do you know how motherfucking stupid you goddamn sound? You sound like the whitest nigga that I have ever heard. (laughs) Heterosexual rights. Heterosexual rights. Bitch, you can go to the ladies' room. There's never been an issue about whether or not you could walk down the aisle and it be respected as 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 an actual marriage or union underneath whoever the fuck. Right. What are you fucking talking about? And talking about people. What who are, are you fucking talking anything? about? You should be scared to say something about gay people or gay shit if you don't actually know what the fuck you're talking about. You should be scared. And about it ain't it. got nothing to do with you. Transgender people be trying to pee and work. And that's an issue among many other things like living. Are you like, you are a loser. (laughs) And I fully intended to give your black dumbass a break a couple of fucking weeks ago because your ass was on the breakfast club crying. And I felt like, you know what? I'm not going to pile on to, although I felt like that intro was going to be funny to me. I said, you know, I'm not even going to pile on to this black girl and her issues. You know, that was such a long time ago, et cetera, et cetera. Now I don't give a fuck. Well, mama, you're a loser. And I would like for you to very much stop discussing anything that is going on with queer people, trans people, gay people, lesbian people, unless there's something that you want to tell us about yourself, because you can very easily be linked to someone who can help you get the revelation that you need to get so you can leave people the fuck alone and stop self-hating. If that's an issue. But if it's not, I'll just request that you shut your dumb ass up. Mm. And leave it at that. Mm. And leave it at that. 
None of us give a fuck about your lip gloss. We don't give a fuck about your shoe game. We don't give a fuck about your boo game. We don't give a fuck about your breakfast choices. We want you to shut your ass. And that's it. And I'm done. Uh, I just, when I saw, I was going to ignore her ass anyway. But then when I saw that whole, how can I be transparent, transphobic if I'm Bow Wow thing, I was just like. She's simply living for the fact that people are paying attention yes, to her. Yes, yes, that's because, it. And no one was. But people are paying attention to you because you literally sound like a moron. And so, yeah, those are my thoughts of, of Lil Mama. I, you know, hope to honestly never hear from her again. I, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, hope she find some sense somewhere and lives a happy and healthy life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, away from my eyes and ears because I'm sick of the shit. And I just don't understand, like, if you're not even going to provide us with any form of legitimate entertainment, the least that you can do is get off of our motherfucking sack <laughs> when it comes to, like, the re- like, why do you have to come to us with this bullshit ass fuck shit that you found on on the 4chan ass hating ass you know, right. bigotry facebook.com slash bigot like <laughs> fuck off yeah I mean that's really it Lil Mama simply does not provide enough entertainment or quality enough entertainment for me to tolerate this bullshit from her period so she can fuck right off as far as I'm concerned and I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com. Follow us on social media at thisistheread. Um, any news from you, friend, before we leave? No, I will just say, you know what? I'm not even going to jinx it yet. Something cool may have happened for me today. Yeah, that's it. I'll <laughs> leave that there. But also... It is two o'clock in the morning. I want for, I'm, let's just do it. It's 2 a.m. I am going to drag myself through this Tuesday by my knuckles and knees. Yeah. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> See y'all next week. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA. A special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.